this is episode part whatever you wish two of working name TMI. This is the one where we discuss AI. I'm co-host Connie, and, and this I'm is... Keith. Hi. How are you guys doing? <laughs> okay, so we're discussing artificial intelligence today. Hooray! <laughs> All right. So really, there's two main areas with. Uh, artificial intelligence one is what we have in today's world and then what we have in the movies because of course there's a bunch of half of movie stuff that totally mucks everything up all right i think we'll start with real what we have in the real world at the current moment i think that's yeah, a great that sounds place like to start a good idea. any case so quote unquote ai in today's world would be amazon alexa google home any intelligent wiretap that you decide that you're going to stick in your house, at least by what I, def at least by how I define artificial intelligence, Google Home and Amazon Alexa really aren't intelligent. What do you think? Well, I think if you look at like again, I'm not as experienced as you. Like we had said this before when planning it, I'm not as experienced in code and that sort of stuff as you. Um, I'm not too solid on the difference. Uh, I know they're both learning platforms, but what makes that difference from the actual, like, artificial intelligence, oh. in your opinion? At least in my opinion, artificial intelligence would be, I can give it something that is reasonably outside of its parameters to work with. I.e., let's say, let's just go with a... Uh, I gotta think of a, up of an example now, lawyers. But, let's say you have something that does facing that recognizes something and picks it up. What happened? Typically, what ends up happening by trying by image recognition and so forth is that you train what's known as a model, and that's essentially throwing tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of data at it, and then correcting it whenever it makes a mistake. It then stores that whether or not it got it right or not for future reference, so it can then look through and go, okay, based on my previous experience, this is what this is. <laughs> and I should pick this up, or I should leave it alone. Actual intelligence would be if it moved outside of its parameters and was able to figure out how specific, how to deal with something, i.e., let's say it's a rock picking up a robot, I don't know him. I'm coming up with examples, and I don't have a good example for what I'm trying to think of at the current moment. So you're saying something along the lines of you have, say, you have a program, and you train it to look at faces. So it breaks down the face, that sort of thing. But then you take like a rock and stick it in front of this program. The program's yeah. not going to know what to do with it. This is not a face. Well, it's just going to dump it. But if it was an artificial intelligence, it would be able to figure out, okay, this is a rock. Well, it's not a face, right? That's part of it. Also, at the same time, in the case that I shove something totally out there now, outside of what you know, you would have a hard time figuring it out, knowing what that is as well. That's why I'm saying just a bit outside of its parameters so that it does have a chance to figure out what it is. But a large majority of stuff, it might just, if you don't give it data for what you're currently working with, it's not going to know what to do with it. So... We have um, machine learning now, and I don't know as much about this as I probably should going into this topic, um, but how does that differ? Because I know that from the I've heard that you give, for example, there is a set of uh, robots that are supposed to act like ants. So they're given resources and they build them, but 
they build something with these resources, but they can also, from there, figure out different configurations. How is this sort of thing, this sort of intelligence of figuring out the configurations, figuring out what to do with these resources, different than the idea of, like, the artificial intelligence? If, using your Ant example, they built different configurations. In the case that there's some sort of, there's gotta be some sort of program, program endpoint in there that says, okay, this configuration did not work at all. And then it would just store that off elsewhere and then go, okay, what aspect of this didn't work? Well, and then it would try and build something else. It could be something similar to that or something else, but it knows that that specific configuration doesn't work. Depending on who, depending on who made the program, they could try and start tweaking aspects of it to actually figure out what went wrong and where, and that's starting to approach more intelligence, because then it's able to figure out figure out stuff instead of just randomly throwing results at the wall. So I guess what you're saying is we're looking for more of an analysis capability in artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's pretty much how I would define it. It's able, it's able to move outside of its parameters and figure out figure out stuff so again with the end analogy that might build something and see it topple down but it might be the last few blocks that it puts up that that went wrong so then it looks at it and goes oh that's what went wrong and then adjust the design accordingly and do we have anything you think that that we have now that's like approaching this I mean, I know about machine learning, but again, I it's, probably should have done a little more research going to the topic. Yeah. Not that I know of off the top of my head. If anybody watches the YouTube, YouTube of this, they're probably going to spam comments in there on what I'm forgetting, but not off the top of my head. And the old usual joke with AI is that it's always five years out. <laughs> Kidding, it's like the uh, colony on Mars. Keep... We'll get there in five years. 12 years later. We'll get there in five years. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It, it, it'll be here eventually. Sure, yeah. if you say so. But we currently have, I'm not saying is not unimpressive. It's not, it is impressive on what we currently have, but it's not really artificial intelligence by my definition. Yeah, and that's kind of the definition we're going to stick with through this. <laughs> Just to be a standard one, because I know we could nitpick each other's theories and probably spend ages doing that, but uh, things that we really shouldn't do is end up doing that sort of thing. Okay, and then that's kind of like the real, sort of the existing what we have. And like AI, or what I'm thinking is AI in books and movies is can be vastly different or surprisingly like similar to what we represent, but the, the biggest examples are usually like incredibly different. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that pops in my mind always when I think of AI is iRobot, just because the uh, supercomputer that tries to... Well, she's helping the she's humans. She's helping the human race by enslaving everybody and making sure they don't fight each other. Oh, uh, spoilers, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen iRobot. Uh, should have put that in beforehand. Answer it. Sorry. Just shove it in the description. You can, you can get angry if there's anyone out there in the comments at me. I, I enjoy it yeah, like once in a while. But that's like what you, it's a very typical one, as well as, I mean, going to robotics, of course, Isaac Asinov was 
huge in robotics and AI sort of stuff. Yeah. But going to that, to that idea that it's this almost this thinking being, like almost humanoid. That, that seems to be really predominant. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I don't know. Considering AI has been imagined, what we have now, it would be really interesting. Yeah, Wait. current wiretaps in your house don't count nearly as AI. <laughs> oh, saying. come on, Alexa will evolve to rule us all, don't you think? Considering it doesn't even have wheels, I'm not that soon, I don't feel that friend. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's not actually a valid uh, Plus, also that, I forget what specific gif it is, it's just the robot apocalypse. Go, robot moves forward, unplugs itself, dies. <laughs> Actually, an excellent point. Robot Apocalypse is like the Terminator movies and their version of AI. Skynet. Yay for Skynet. Yeah, because it's Skynet, which, um, uh, no offense to like Google and all, but sometimes their products remind me of like the Skynet setup. Well, as I've told my mom at one point, Google is not a search company. Their no. primary business is not web searches. It's not. It's not even email. <laughs> it's not. It's, uh, data mining, correct? They're an advertiser like... company. They're an advertisement company, because the large majority of sites out there use Google AdSense and they track using Google Analytics. All of which they use data which to personalize ads and get you to get you to click on one of them since they get more money. What I'm thinking about is like the sheer information count. Cause like, well, okay, considering the fact seen... that Google runs pretty much a lot of people's search engines, their email accounts, some people's cloud storage stuff, and their data mining all that. Yeah. See, um, I, I mean, I'll admit I haven't seen like from the middle of the third one up for the Terminator series, but Skynet, if I remember correctly, had like inf uh, information about everyone, and that's. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Google. Yeah, it's like, not only did it provide, I mean, there's an advertisement in, um, it's either in Terminator 2 or the Terminator 2, like, ride that's at Orlando, where they're like, oh yeah, with Skynet, you can connect all the world, and it's like, I'm looking at almost a Hangouts call going, gee, I wonder what, what I, what, where this looks familiar. I'm not saying that Google will turn into a terrible AI to destroy us all. I well, they did drop the "Don't be evil" clause from their contract or whatever from their employment <laughs> contract. That there are... They have Sorry. that for a while. Just don't be evil. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found to be quite funny for quite funny when they got when they found the news headline that said they dropped that clause. <laughs> well, I guess it's because evil is like a subjective thing. But that's a topic for another day, completely. Yeah. Um, but, like, what I'm saying is there are, like, some parallels. They're just in odd places. Yeah, the, now we're going on about Skynet and privacy and privacy complaints. Oh, God. Tangent. <laughs> Rabbit hole. That's probably uh, another topic for another day, so I... Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um... Yeah. Something else that I think is funny is how, like, our image of AI has kind of changed. I mean, you have the classic, like, Asimov sort of thing with the computer that still functions within said parameters, but, like, the three laws of robotics hold true for the AI that tries to, uh, enslave humanity. 
but if memory they, serves the yeah, Asimov you know, just from random videos and so forth that I've watched Asimov's rules Asimov's stories outline just how flawed the freelance robotics are yeah the goal is like to show you can't truly restrict this stuff because you can put in laws but there's always like holes or logic boundaries or various things like that also, on top of that, you also have, well, it's known as a stop button program or something along that line. Stop button. And that's another piece with AI. How do you stop an AI? So, you create a bot that tries, that just goes off and then pours tea. In order to prevent something, or in the case that something goes wrong, let's say you put a big red button on its chest so that whenever you whack it, it just stops. That, that makes you think of HAL 9000. Um, with 2001, the, yeah, the, whole... the, big, the big red thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, gas spoilers for uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. If you haven't seen it yet, I uh, haven't seen, seen it. it. Don't remember a whole lot of it. Got bored and messed well, with it. If anyone's watching, ripped it quite a bit. Because how basically is the space is the um, AI that runs the whole spaceship? Is they're going out on a mission, and um, he he. Has, uh, there's a, he gets stuck in a logic loop. Actually, they explain in the book, but they don't explain in the movie. But either way, somehow he turns evil and murders everyone except for one guy who survives, called Dave. And there's no way... Yes, I, we're all laughing at Dave. Yep. He, I, won't even, I, not, I don't even need to utter that line. Everybody else has that in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dave basically can't... There's no off button for HAL 9000. So he goes and he yanks out, like... It basically tears HAL apart. Well, part of the problem with an off button, as I was getting to earlier, uh, you say you have a robot that just goes off and pours tea. In the case that something comes up, hmm, something comes up and you need to stop it, you put a button on its chest. Okay, that's a great place to stick the button so you don't lose it. But the problem is, in the case that you go up and try to hit that button, the robot's still going to want to achieve its end goal. Okay, and since it is intelligent, it's going to try and push you and fight you off <laughs> so okay so then you give it so then you give the button since the button is essentially zero reward and pointing the T is one reward let's say okay. so then you decide okay let's just give the button one reward same exact amount as T then it turns on then turns itself off via the button <laughs> because it's just a lot easier for it to do that Another problem with the stop button idea comes in 2010 Space Odyssey. Haha, <laughs> serious. Where they, spoiler, they bring back Hal. And they include the ability to basically cut off his power supply. But Hal figures this out and he admit, and he basically reroutes himself. It's, it's really interesting. He's like, I know that you have put in a stop thing and I uh, already have taken preventive measures. Sorry, you can't shut me down. <laughs> Is, to paraphrase one of his lines in the book, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a, really interesting it's that a, also if you have a stop button, what if they get too smart to to and they realize what it means? Yeah. Say. This is full intelligence, not your Google Home getting unplugged. <laughs> no, oh gosh, if I have Google Home getting unplugged, did it? <laughs> um, well, I don't reroute it. Okay, snap. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, dead. Uh, Alexa freaks out because you can unplug her and decides yeah. to spend millions yeah. of dollars on your credit card. You walk too closer with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> or you just go downstairs and flip the main breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we can be drastic about this and throw an EMP. Heck. Well, then that's outside the robot's control. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tangent. But an idea of, like, AI, like, theories and how it's been imagined today versus the classical idea. Because we have, today, um, there's something that's not, I mean, this is a common idea, but it's definitely, we've uh, built on it a lot, is the idea of AI not being intrinsically made by robots, it being a human that is kind of put into a computer, um, like the movie Transcendence starring like Johnny Depp, or um, I think doesn't Portal Portal has Glados has Carolyn in her, doesn't she? Uh, yeah, that's, she does that's have a huge Carolyn. Thing, like, I'm at not the entirely sure. Portal Two. Oh wait, spoilers I'm again. I'm not entirely sure about the entire context behind it because it's been a while since I last played Portal Two. Like, I do know that. Carolyn, uh, Carolyn is inside of GLaDOS, but I'm not entirely sure exactly how and so forth that they, tried. Um, in the, they might have tried to upload a consciousness into GLaDOS, which might have been already existing, in order to try and get her to become more compassionate, since they had problems with her flooding the entire t test chambers with neurotoxin. But, um, and then I'm guessing they did the Wheatley backup. <laughs> what's, what's his name? Uh, the head of the system. I forget what his name is. The guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson in the Raimi Spider-Man movie. Oh, uh, something Johnson, I forget. But, yeah, the, that guy, the he makes guy. a comment that their head system, which he's GLaDOS, is, is modeled after the his, his uh, assistant, which is Carolyn. And that's like an idea that, though it's, it was talked about a bit is something that's sort of built on in a newer age where the idea of what if our AI isn't intrinsically computer, what if it's we took a human but then they sort of almost assimilated I suppose would be a word with that computer consciousness. Mm. And then that's conscious uploading and whether or not they're human after that is another entire another philosophical question. <laughs> Oh gosh, that is a philosophical rabbit hole that I'm sure, I'm sure anyone's college philosophy teacher would love to spend hours talking about that. I'm guessing at least with the portal, it's you had glass. I'm guessing they tried to put the camera in and make it more synthetic. That didn't work, so then they went for Wheatley, which was designed to make her an idiot. And that's, I mean, there's another idea where if you have AI and then you put, you try to put a human aspect into it, and that's already assuming that you've got this, um, this, everyone is a program that can analyze and move beyond the initial given parameters, as you said before, um, the interesting thing, idea of putting a human, what happens if you attempt to put a little bit of human into it? Yeah, and then, what, and then, I believe it's, I believe Babylon 5 touched upon it at one point in first season, 
what ended up happening is that this one race kept getting invaded and invaded and invaded and invaded and invaded, yada da 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 again and again and again. So they went forward to try and build pretty much the perfect killing machine that attempts to wipe out and it just kills anything that's not their race. However, the definition of what makes that race, well, essentially human, within, within our terms, what makes us human, they just decided to go for religious rhetoric, essentially. And so the Minnesota killing machines went off and then killed pretty much anything and everything that deviated from that. So, it's just, I, I, entire concept of AI, yes, it is intriguing, however, it is going to be hard to accomplish. This question is, like, where do we think AI is going? I know there are a lot of theories, like, isn't Elon Musk who's been, like, championing, championing? That. Uh, Musk has been doing a bunch and a half of different stuff. He runs, he does Tesla. He does SpaceX. <laughs> I, I forget. I remember he was saying that he was just gonna make. I'm not sure whether or not that one, this one was serious, but he was gonna make a company where he just drills holes essentially. <laughs> he called the Boring Company. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that ended up coming from him. That might have come from his bored Twitter account. <laughs> Just when he got stuck in San Francisco traffic. But AI-wise, I'm not entirely sure what Elon Musk is doing with that. And wasn't, wasn't there a, um, like a brain thing he was working with? The, it was like a weave that went into your head. Can't but say I've heard of that. Could, um... Okay, I have to. I'll have to look it up later. I'll look it up now. <laughs> see what else we're losing. <laughs> he is quite a bit of a visionary. He's pushing forward quite a few things, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure if he's working on AI or not. <laughs> and again, probably commenters if they actually show up. <laughs> yeah, see, have a link. <laughs> oh man. Case. What else is there to work off of? Well, uh, besides like what we've got for visionary tech, where do we think this is gonna go? Like, where do you think AI is gonna head? Eventually, it'll probably end up becoming an intelligent. But the joke is that it's always five years off, always five years off, always five years off. Da, 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 da. So. Well, eventually hit that. I'm not entirely sure when. It's definitely not within five years, though. <laughs> but at least for the foreseeable future, they're just going to end up refining what we currently have, make it more streamlined, more efficient, so on. But once they do hit the real AI part, that's going to be interesting because there's going to have to be at least something in place to prevent robot uprising because eventually they're going to figure out oh here's my battery let's recharge it <laughs> yeah I guess, how far do you think we can predict like it's kind of weird what we've got and what we think is coming but i, mean, I can see forward for the next few years but afterwards it's just a Throw it, you know, throw it at the dartboard and see whether or not it sticks. 
Yeah, it's like a 1984 attempting to predict the internet thing. It's, it's just... It predicted what it could, but... Real intelligence, A, I don't know what specifically people are doing in the field with it. If they're actually moving forward and trying to make it work out a bit outside of its parameters, or if they're just trying to streamline the current process, streamline the current model. But I, we will eventually get there. How terrifying that is once when we do get there is another question. Yeah. Um, I like... One of my... My game I enjoy is like Overwatch, and there's a huge thing on the Omnic Crisis, which is basically sentient AI and humans not exactly coexisting for the whole beginning of the whole idea that Overwatch sets up. Mm. And the idea of like coexistence with AI is a huge theme, if there are themes. I think a lot of what we have, like, now is probably so hyped about AI. Like, people are so... People have always been infatuated with the idea. But like, it is an intriguing idea, but in the current moment, it's just learning systems. It, it tries to do something, then then you, then somebody else goes in and gives it feedback on what the heck it did, i.e. Hey, no, that's not the copyrighted piece, then that's within fair use. No, that's fine. <laughs> and then it feeds it back to the bot, and that informs its next decision. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's and essentially what the, current AI is. Yeah, and then there's the huge philosophy piece of if you have AI, what makes it human? What makes it? If it gets closer and closer, I should say to the way humans think, is there a point at which it becomes human? And there's like that whole deal. Do you think there's a point where it'll become close to human? Well, for for one, you're gonna end up having to essentially program it, program emotions into it. So, hooray for depressed robots. Then, Marvin. then you have the full philosophical quality. What makes us human? Is it our body? Is it how we think? Is it a mixture of the two? What? Yeah, that's fair. So, so that's a philosophical debate that. Somebody else can I have, <laughs> since that will probably make my brain bleed. <laughs> oh come on! Why don't we debate why Sunny, if Sunny is or isn't human for my robot? Because that's totally like. How about this? I say I don't know, and we move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's valid. Something else I noticed is that the concept of AI and advanced robotics seem like intrinsically linked. Honestly. Hmm. Then you have the eternal paradox of once when AI, once when AI actually becomes a thing and becomes all intelligent, so forth. What point are we after that? <laughs> yeah, considering if you get something that can analyze and learn. Analyze, learn, and do stuff just about that. Yeah, <laughs> computers could probably easily pass the human brain. And that's giving it a pretty robust program to begin with, so... Probably not going to happen within our lifetime, hopefully. <laughs> but... It is going to be an interesting outcome if we hit that point. Yeah, that would be... I don't know if I'd want to see that in our 
time and age, I'd be kind of excited for the prospects, but like, also kind of terrified of the future that would happen. But yeah, I, I doubt we're gonna see that in really recent, like, anytime in like the near future, I should say. What are you saying? It's not five years off. You know what I'm saying? People can dream. They can, they can keep dreaming. I'm just... Good challenge. <laughs> gonna be a bit of a realist here. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. No. Uh... Something I think is interesting is that the idea that AI and, like, advanced robotics kind of have to evolve side by side. Mm. I don't know if that's necessarily true, though. Well, what is the concept of advanced robotics in the first place? Looking at, like, things that can do just beyond, like, I know a lot of the robots we've got now, for example, walking ones, can be rather unsteady at times. Like, you get beings that were created that can do, uh, can be as competent as humans, if not more, in not just simple tasks. Things more simple than, like, picking up a cup of, co cup of coffee and soldering and such. You have two layers to that. First, you have the hardware, and then you end up having the software that you have, that the robot runs off of, which would, in order for it to really move on to higher stuff, i.e., let's say, let's just say, for example, programming, it will end up needing to work outside of its parameters in order to get something to work. And, the, and then that will be AI at that point. So what you're saying is, kind of, the AI has to kind of come first. Well, it, it, there's, again, there's two aspects to it. You have the hardware. First, you can, the robot has to be able, in case that it's not just going to sit there, the robot has to be able to move so forth, do stuff, in order to really do anything that we describe as higher up. But... At the same time, you can have all the hardware in the world, but if you don't put software in the sucker, it's not going to do anything. It's just a very impressive modeling project. <laughs> Throw single commands at it. Have it do one thing, one little thing at a time. Just somebody sitting somewhere with a Unix command terminal via telnet. That would be an entertaining action. That would be a move forward. 12, mil 12 millimeters and then they accidentally put in meters crap control C control C control C yeah I mean, do you think that AI will like need per se the, phys the physical I want to say bodies but I don't know vessels to accomplish things I think like the infrastructure of almost like networking that we have currently would that be enough to house these things Assuming we get to the point of well, apparently that again, there's two pieces. There's two pieces to the hardware. You have the actual piece to host it, and then it's interface with everything else. <laughs> Which, yeah, the large majority of stuff is pretty easy. I.e., there's wake on LAN for PCs if you want to boot those up remotely. But other aspects are going to be a bit harder to just digitally interface with, since. It's very hard to just, yeah, there's SSH for remote, for entering and stuff remotely, but that's, again, digital. 
So am I going out on a limb by saying that when our robot overlords attempt to take over the Earth, we'll know it's coming because their physical bodies will be prepared? The hardware is going to have to be on the market. Hardware is going to have to be on the market in the first place in order for that to happen. And then you have to have robots that don't fall over every five seconds just by somebody sneezing in their general direction. Yay, forecast for the future then. Watch out for the advanced hardware that will destroy the Earth. Then you know it's coming. It's going to make small steps. Yeah. It's going to make small steps. They're not going to get gigantic leaps and bounds. It's small steps and then they're eventually going to tie all of those together and then they might and then they'll probably eventually hit something hardware wise but how exactly you're going to get ai to work in a software level is another question yeah at least with that's... my limited experience of programming that's kind of like the question we've been skirting around because it's such a complex like ai itself again i'm not i'm not by any yeah. means a well-known like, I don't know a lot of programming, but even, like, my little basic little kid knowledge, little kid equivalent, I should say, of knowledge, says that this sort of thing would be really complex. And then you have the whole idea of how do you tell something that's, well, let's face it, computers are inherently stupid. They don't do exactly what they let you tell them to do and do nothing else. How do you yeah. teach something like that? To then go off and then figure something else out that's just a bit outside of its parameters. And then do that. How do you teach somebody to figure something out? Because, yeah, you can give them experiences. And then they're able to go, oh, this is kind of a process that I can follow with it. But, again, how do you... That's something that the person figures and that that person figures and that that person ends up figuring out. <laughs> Counterintuitively. So, we have, do have a bit... In there, but again, it's like definition of time. Good luck with that. You've got to teach it how how to go outside of its parameters, how to get outside of its comfort zone to figure something out. Yes, and it's not even like a comfort zone; it's an understanding well, zone too. It's not even comfort zone; it's a program zone. It's like if you locked a kid in a room and they only understood what was existing in that room, and then when they're like 20, you throw them out into the real world and say, LIVE! That would be that, a good bloody luck. That they won't, like, know what to do, they won't understand the world around them. The difference is, like, with a human, they could possibly maybe adapt. With a computer, it just, they're going, I don't, I don't know the relationship of the program. Uh, it was they're going, I don't, I don't recognize any of this. It's not my four walls. Yeah, part of AI will end up become, being what we currently have, learning algorithms, where it does something, it gets a bit of feedback in there, and you know, gets a bit of feedback back, and then goes off and then does something else. That's essentially, again, that's essentially trial and error, that's part of it, but then you have the entire, once again, moving outside of those parameters. So the analysis version. Yeah, an analysis of, okay, this works within here, and this is kind of similar. Let's see what happens if I do something like that. And then it tries to figure it out, and then is eventually able to work with that, because, well, a large majority of us don't have a very firm understanding of architecture. We can at least point to gaping holes and flaws in designs. Just by a basic understanding of what, of everything, like, i.e., gravity. 
Yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, looking at a leaning building, I may not be an architect, but that's gonna fall over. Yeah, that's a leaning architect. An architect would probably, you know, question the foundations or question the actual structure. Yeah. So, it's... Then how do you teach a robot to do something like, Okay, stuff falls. Tell me what's wrong with this design. Uh, that's true. And then the amount of just things. Getting a, a an intelligent creation oh, yeah. to understand, like, the sheer amount of stuff we have. Like, he points out time. Time, gravity, um, spatial orientation. That'd be interesting to try and see. No, oh, and then the next question is, what? <laughs> we don't have a hard drive. We have hard drives up to ten terabytes at the current moment. I'm pretty sure all of my all life experiences and so forth, just by random, just experiences, memories, yada yada yada. I'm pretty sure that's going to take up more than ten terabytes. I might be wrong. <laughs> so it's going to end up having to need some sort of storage medium, and of course it can't be a shock, can't be shock sensitive, so hard drives are out the window. Yeah, that would be interesting. Someone creates the uh, AI, and then someone else is just walking along trips, um, you know, drops whatever Cheats they're holding, it. then it lands on top of whatever hard drive it's stored in. And the platter goes into 12 million pieces. Yeah. Oops. Sorry about those hours of programming and prep that you... Well, programming-wise, if the if the people who made it were sane, they would have some sort of version control system in place so that they wouldn't lose everything in the case that a hard drive goes kaboom or something. But it's more the information that ends up being stored because that's fair. Part yeah. part of being able to figure out is drawing on past experiences to then apply to the current situation. Yeah, you'd basically be reset with kind of a baby, with no experience and no understanding. Well, you break the hard drive, you essentially at that point that would be removing, that would be wiping any concepts from the human mind. <laughs> well, uh, lobotomies, everyone, <laughs> for computers. And uh, then it would just be lights, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's able to do stuff, however, it's not able to do jack. Uh, yeah, that'd be... SSDs have aren't shock sensitive fortunately but they also have other problems and so forth that really don't make them ideal for robots i.e. they have a limited number of rights reading to it's fine writing to it you know, mm -hmm. ends up taking one from the counter essentially and once when it goes past and once when it goes past then it just goes <clears throat> it just dies for lack of a better term so then, also considering the sheer amount of information that the robot's going to be storing, SSDs really aren't that great of a storage media on that for that anyway. Since, again, then limited number of writes, and then you have every single experience that it goes through. Even with yeah. a data filter, you would end up running, you would end up nuking SSD quite quickly. <laughs> That's another, like, problem in between us and, a and actual AIs. Storage. Limited. Yeah, limited, like, tech. We don't have... We don't have the storage for it. We will have it eventually. However, with current technology, no. <laughs> there are going to be way too many caveats. Yeah. There's flash storage, but that's not really that reliable. 
Ooh, cloud storage. <laughs> Don't remove its RJ45. Oh, the robot killed itself because we didn't secure the tab. Someone unplugged the Ethernet cable. The robot's dead. Okay, who turned off the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Besides our current programming abilities, there are definitely some physical limitations. Yeah. To it. Also, currently, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bit of a limb and say, what would we use AI for? Like, do we have really any use for this besides replacing that assistant you hate at work? Anyone who happens to have a, that experience, um, the what use do we really have for AI? It's. Just off the top of my head, at least in current times, it really doesn't help too much, too, too much. It's essentially one of those things where it's just like, let's go figure this out. <laughs> Do it because we can. The yeah. HTTP 413 code, I believe, is what it is. I'm a teapot. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's something like, I know a lot of people have been like super excited about the idea of AI. For me, it's kind of like... What's, what's the use? Well, it's, I mean, it's a cool idea, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy the idea of having artificial intelligence. I mean, I enjoy the idea, and I'm also slightly terrified of it, because once you get to a point yeah. of some other intelligent being... Then there's, then there's the whole piece of ethics that ends up getting, you know, has to be ingrained into AI, because if you don't, then the robot's just going to do whatever it wants and have fun with anarchy after that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like the artificial intelligence, assuming you don't put either morals or morals or emotions in there, you have, it doesn't know what it's doing. It's just going to do whatever at that point. Yeah. And, and it's it'll a, go for the most logical thing. Yeah. And then even even if you implement Asimov's rules, as we covered earlier, that they are inherently flawed, and that's what the stories are about. Then you have the, then you have the whole piece of live robot, which... Again, spoilers in the case that you have to do that here, and can still manage to listen through the last bit of spoilers, but then they ins essentially enslave humanity in order to prevent the humanity from killing itself. Yeah, it, uh, the question is, like, what what use is it? I mean, um, I know the Terminator, um, Skynet was used to kind of bring everything together. It was everything under one system, but, okay, one, why did they put all their missiles under that one system. I know I know not all the countries did, and if anyone's in the comments and is actually a huge Terminator fan, they're gonna get really annoyed about that, but relatively speaking, there were several missile systems hooked up to one large umbrella idea, which really but I mean, I guess the idea of like sinking everything, but again we kind of have that with platforms that exist. Even then you don't want everything on one platform because Let's say you have all your missiles on one platform. Let's say all of a sudden, in the case that there's a vulnerability in that system, well, crap! Somebody has access to everybody's missiles and can shoot at can shoot at each other. And the only hope that we have is our missile defense system, which might be on its own. Which everybody might have onto their own systems. And guess what? <laughs> Somebody found that as well. Somebody found the vulnerability in that as well. Thought of vulnerabilities, that's another thing that comes up with, like, the idea of AI is, okay, if you have AI and you have it running stuff, and it has a vulnerability, what if someone hacks your little, uh, friend, I guess you'd oh. say. 
Even then, I would love to see an AI try to deal with a bug. <laughs> Even if you have a no point here exception. <laughs> and then you just go, tap, 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 are you awake? <laughs> I have to say, it's, it's overall, it's an entertaining idea. And maybe there'll be some use for it in the future we don't foresee. Because you can only well, see so far into the future and be mostly correct. Well, there, in the case that we actually do get Star, Star Trek-like ships, which, be, which would be stinking awesome, it would be probably way easier for an artificial intelligence to start handling some of those, because then instead of you relaying information off to engineering to reduce power, whatever, reduce power to the engines and slow down and so forth, you just tell an AI to do it and it does it within milliseconds as compared to... Probably, probably a couple seconds for human information because then that needs to relay down, and then you have to relay that off to the correct people, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Also, the sheer amount of information to be worked with, like if you like the Star Trek style ships, for example, a lot of those, um, even not just the ships, things like Deep Space Nine, the space station. There's like tons of information and tasks and things to sort through. An AI might be helpful for that sort of thing, to keep track of it, but other than that, I guess it gets into the realm of replacing humans with AI, which, eh. Quite frankly, they're going to figure out who for all the menial stuff they'll put in simple programs, essentially, in place for that. For example, i.e. we McDonald's or some places doing that, they're just essentially putting in kiosks instead of cashiers. So in that handler's payment info, you just specify what you want, it then sends that off to the kitchen for cooking. Yeah, I know, um, Uno's, uh, Uno, um, they have little tablet things that can replace the waiters. So, like, if you decide you can order everything, you can ask for more drinks, I've all that stuff. I've seen so those. That's table. more of a information, that's more of a quick information relay. That's fair. More, more of that than a, than a waiter. It removes the waiter asking, you need water or whatever. It removes that con that aspect. But the waiter still needs to be there in the case that you're a sit-down restaurant, serve you food, give you water and so forth. Yeah, I guess a better example would be like the Walmart self-checkout stations. Yeah. Similar. Even then, that's... Well, those things tend to be quite entertaining, and they keep someone around because uh, the results can be mixed. Your results may vary. <laughs> Warnings on the package. Yeah. Warnings just on the screens. You, your, your experience may vary. We try to aim for your professional role, but you may end up start cursing at this thing. And I'll take it personally. It was a bug. <laughs> What, um, what timestamp are we at currently? I'm currently at 51 minutes. Cool, then I think we can close this out, because I know last time they checked their time at 50 and stopped there. So just kind of summing up, like, AI's a cool idea. Don't think we're going to have it anytime soon. I mean, yeah, sure, you can keep saying it's, gonna, it's five years in the future. Um, I, um, I applaud your optimism. Honestly, assuming you're not sarcastic, then I will sarcastically agree, but 
a flaw of the optimism that people have when they say it's actually coming five years in the future. And yeah, I believe that just ends up becoming an industry joke. <laughs> yeah, and definitely now I guess the question is, question for me is always what used to be have. To sum it up, it's, it's a cool idea and be really cool to see what technology evolves beside it and what it will look like compared mm. to our imaginings. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yep. So have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Good night. Or morning, or whatever. <laughs>